She's a mean one. Mr. Grinch. I don't know the rest of the song, but I love the Grinch. And I'm in the Christmas spirit. And that is why I'm recording an impromptu podcast at 11 o'clock p.m. Which for some people, you know, they're already in bed. They're snuggled up tight. You know, they have their uh, husband or boyfriend or girlfriend or, you know, whatever person they have in there, a sex doll, who knows what it is. And they're snuggled up tight, you know, and, and, and they, they feel good because, you know, they're both alive. You know, nobody's dying of this virus. They have who they have. Me, I get in bed. Most of the time I'm alone. Sometimes I do uh, sleep with a man. But lately I'm alone. And um, what do I have in my bed? I have, you know, a pile of sex toys. Some some mediocre celebrity memoirs. I'm not going to drop any names. I don't want to alienate myself from getting any work in the business um, later down the line. But some of these memoirs, really bad stuff. Uh, <laughs> I always have a pile of books in my bed, which is insane because I don't think I've read a full book. Well, I have read a full book, but I, I mean, since I, I'd say like since I graduated college, I haven't wanted to read a ton of books, you know, because I read so much in college that I'm just over it. But um, I do have a pile of books in my bed if I do get the urge to read, you know, that's what takes up the side of the bed where if there, there would be a man in his place, there, there are books and other objects, you know, some of my journals are in there. My gratitude journal is in my bed with me. I sound like a slob, but like, (laughs) I have a big bed and I'm the only person who sleeps in it. There's no man in there, you know, and I I get lonely. That's what I'm trying to say. I get lonely. Okay. And it's Christmas time. I'm the Grinch, you know, like I'm a Grinchy type woman, which is fine. Do I wish that, you know, I had someone to share uh this period of time with. Yes, I do. I, you know, my mom used to call me Little Miss Christmas, you know, because it was my favorite holiday when I was a kid. And I'm not sure why, because my dad, you know, drunkenly threatened to leave our family multiple times on Christmas. Hello, Tony, if you're listening. Um, He did recently shout me out on LinkedIn. Uh, He did see that I got a new job recently. He only contacts me on LinkedIn. Like on my birthday, he will message me happy birthday on LinkedIn. And I'm still like, I'm 99% sure to this day that my father has no idea what my birthday is. Like he doesn't know the day my birthday, which is fine. Like, it's just like, it's just crazy. I th- I feel like multiple boyfriends I've had didn't know my birthday either. Gosh, I wonder I wonder why that is. Um, do you think there's a pattern? Do you think there's a pattern between my father and the guys that I like to date? Hmm, gosh, I don't know. They all like to drink. They're moody. They have a temper. 
they're all the same guy. I swear to God. Anyway. No, not... Listen. I do have an on and off lover in my life. And yeah, I wish I could be with him. But he's busy, I guess. He's busy doing God knows what. (sighs) Yes, he's a DJ, but he's not, you know, there's a pandemic, so he's not DJing. Um, But God knows what he's doing, you know. Great. So glad. Um, I did, in case of emergency, get uh, a bikini wax the other day um, because Los Angeles is now locked down again. So I was anticipating that. So I did go to, um, and please don't write into the podcast. Don't say, Oh, you're not taking the pandemic seriously. I'm taking it very seriously. <laughs> I live alone. I'm, I wear a mask all the time. I don't want anybody step near me. You know, when someone steps even this five and a half feet away from me, I'm like, excuse me, you're standing way too close to me. Um, but yeah, I was supporting the economy. I did go to my local, uh, wax shop. Um, should I just name drop it? I mean, Namaste Brow Studio. Um, they also do threading there. And, you know, I was laying there on the table, you know, the waxing table with my, with my legs wide open. Um, as you do, well, generally you get into a, uh, a butterfly position. So you like your knees are out and your feet are touching. So, you know, they have better access to that area. I don't want to say crotch. I think that's like kind of a gross word, but you know what I'm trying to say. Anyway, the woman, <laughs> the woman doing the wax, she get she, she looks down there and she goes, huh? It's been a while. And I was like, a while? You think so? And honestly, I don't think it had been that long. It was maybe like six or seven weeks. And you're, I mean, typically you're supposed to get a, a, I get a Brazilian. So you're supposed to get a Brazilian like maybe like once every five weeks, depending on, you know, how fast it grows back. Um, but yeah, she, (laughs) she like straight up like low key bodied me by saying that. Like she's like, it's been a while. And I was like, wow, like I'm really paying $50 for this bitch to low key insult me. But you know, she did a good job. Um, at one point she did make me, um, raise my legs up. (laughs) This is usually, you know, when you're getting into the, um, the undercarriage, uh, area, you have to do some creative like leg lifting and they have you like lift up like one leg at a time. She had me lift up both of my legs at the same time. Like I was like getting like pounded like super hard, which hasn't happened to me in a while. Um, well, not like too long ago, but like, you know, longer than I'd care to admit. <laughs> but it was pretty funny. I was just like laying there like with my legs up in the air. I mean, you could say like it was probably like, you know, like what a dead roach looks like when they're on their back, you know, with their little legs up. But that's what it was like. I was I was just there, you know, exposed, vulnerable with this woman I had never met with her face, you know, basically buried in my crotch. And I'd like to thank her uh, for waxing me the other day. She also threaded my brows. 
And that was kind of funny, too, because, well, listen, I don't know how much of my audience is men and how much is women, but I just want to say that the upkeep that women do on our bodies is it's ridiculous. And I, I don't do it for men. I do it for me. I like you know, looking nice and presentable. Um, contrary to popular belief, you know, I know out in the streets of Los Angeles, you know, people think I'm a masculine woman. You know, I have been referred to as sir, you know, out in these streets sometimes. But the truth of the matter is, is that I am a very feminine woman and I like doing girly things like, you know, getting my Brazilian and... uh you know, getting my nails done, getting my brows threaded, all that stuff. So that's what I did. Yes, I did that stuff. I mean, now they're closed again. It's fine. But you know, you go to these places during the pandemic and you have to wear a mask and you know, there's like plexiglass and whatever. All I'm saying is, is that I have a fresh Brazilian just in case anything happens. Okay. And to me, there's really nothing that says I'm in the Christmas spirit, like getting pounded, um, by a hard dick. So, um, listen, folks, if you're a man who I've already had sex with uh, and or dated, please call me. Um, <laughs> you know who you are. If you're listening, you could be. I'm not sure. Too many people download this thing for me to figure out who's listening. Like, I, yeah, back when I first started, I could tell, like, oh, like, uh, my my ex's girlfriend is listening to this thing. But now there's, like, and this is not a brag, but there's, like, so many downloads that I can't, like, figure out everyone who's listening. And I would like to, you know, I want to know when people are looking at my shit. I get, I'm so disappointed that I don't know who's spying on me. It's fucking annoying. I want to know. Is that a feature that, that's what they should be working on at Twitter and Facebook and Instagram or whatever. Like they should be figuring out a feature where you can see like who's looking at your profile and never clicking on anything. There has to be a way to measure that. But, you know, that's what I want. I want to know that people are obsessed with me. I think that's very natural. I think every human wants to be obsessed over, you know, um, who doesn't want that? I do. I do have one stalker technically, but it's actually really scary. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about it. Um I'm getting, I got a, a ring, uh, doorbell installed because I'm like actually scared of that person. So whatever. Uh, don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Moving on. Um, oh my God. So <laughs> I'm sure, you know, we've all been at home for a while now. You're probably watching TV. Hold on. Sip of water. Um, you know, I I feel like maybe they're running out of stuff to show us that was already filmed pre-pandemic, but I am like just eating it up. I'm like binging so many shows. I watched The Queen's Gambit. Um, honestly, the first few episodes loved it. The last few, I was just like, oh, fuck this. Um, <laughs> part of the reason is because like that girl Beth, like she's like so hot, you know, she's like really hot. 
and just like, oh, like she's falling apart, right? She's an addict. She's constantly on tranquilizers <laughs> and she's an alcoholic and she's just like, oh, she's fucking drunk all the time, but she like looks hot when she's drunk and, and then these guys, like she has sex with two guys on the show and they're both like fucking nerds and like they're not hot. And I don't understand. Like the guy with the really thin mustache. Ugh. Sorry. I mean, I don't <laughs> It was, it's the same guy who played the little boy in Love Actually. The son of, um, oh my God. Is it, it's not Colin Firth's character, is it? Or is it, no, it's, um, uh, uh, you know, Liam Neeson? Liam Neeson's son in Love Actually? Oh, fucking horrible. Um, <laughs> he apparently is 30, but he, he looks like 10 little boys in a trench coat. So who knows how old he really is. Um, so, and then the other guy she hooks up with is, I hope this isn't a spoiler, by the way. I mean, it's not really a spoiler because you can tell by like the first couple episodes that she's going to bang these guys, like for sure. Um, but the other guy, um, he has kind of like a weird, you know, how like some people have like that weird, like face and like not a weird face, but like their mouth and jaw, like they could just kind of have like, there's like a weird shape to it. And I looked him up and he is British and that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the British jaw. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You know, this podcast is going there. You know, I'm not afraid to talk about what British jaws look like. You know, who's going to stop me? The censors? Who's going to stop me? You know, Joe Rogan is gone. So, you know, he moved to Texas. So I now have to be the most controversial podcaster in Los Angeles. I mean, somebody has to fill those tiny shoes. You know what I mean? Um Wow. See, how many jokes a minute is this podcast? Like, what what podcasts are you listening to where there's this many, like, cute little, like, references and, like, funny little jabs and, and jokes? I don't know. Like, what could it possibly be? Not WTF. That's a sad podcast. I know because I listen to it. Okay. So, yeah, I watched The Queen's Gambit. It was fine. Uh, honestly, hope they, I think it's just a mini series. I don't want them to make any more. I think I'm over and done with it. Um, I also recently finished, uh, Murder on Middle Beach, which is amazing. It's a four part documentary, uh, made by this, uh, young filmmaker named Morgan Hamburg. And it's about, um, you know, who's his mom who was murdered. And I'm not going to give you any like spoilers or anything because it's just really so fucking good and also relatable. I mean, <laughs> like none of my, neither of my parents were murdered or anything, but, um, just the, uh, the way that it was executed and just what you think ends up happening at the end is extremely relatable. Um, God, I can't, I can't say anything without giving anything away. But watch that. Murder on Middle Beach. I also watched The Undoing with uh, Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. And honestly, okay, shocked. Uh, Hugh Grant, first of all, does look his age. He is 60 now, which is crazy because I remember like I was horny for Hugh Grant when I was like seven. And um, maybe I was like eight. Remember that movie with he was in with Julianne Moore where she's pregnant? Oh, nine months. But anyway, um, 
I, he doesn't look that bad for his age, but he looks his age. Cause I was talking about this today with someone and they were like, they were like, Hugh Grant looked really old. And I'm like, he's 60. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, that checks out. Um, Nicole Kidman, whatever she's doing to her face, you know, she clearly switched surgeons at some point. So congratulations on her new face. Um, she looks really good. And the undoing also, I can't give away, I can't give away anything, but the ending to me, I'll just say was extremely satisfying, even though people all over Twitter and social media were like, I'm disappointed by the ending, but you know, these are not people of substance. So what would they know anything about, you know, what art is supposed to be or, you know, anything like that. And I, I'm going to call it right now. I think Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman uh, will be nominated for, um, well, Golden Globes and Emmys. And frankly, gosh, I don't know. Who do I think did a better job? They both did a good job. But Hugh Grant kind of surprised me because normally he's in all of these like stupid romantic comedies, like obviously, you know, Notting Hill, Bridget Jones's Diary, Four Weddings and a Funeral. We're just naming Hugh Grant movies. Um, and you know, he has that kind of like charming, like funny personality that we all know and love. But in this, in this show, you know, he's a doctor. He's serious, but like he's also charming and like he's kind of hot and you know, they fuck spoon style, which is like one of the best underrated positions. <laughs> so. Yep. Yeah, I recommend that as well. Yeah, but, you know, I'm not going to stay on here too long, but I did just want to get on here and give you guys a little, a little taste of what's been going on with me. And quite honestly, it hasn't been much. Um, you know, I'm still working. Thank God. I know a lot of people aren't working. Um, and if that's the case with you, you know, that's awful and you should hang in there. I know it's like easier said than done where, you know, I am living this luxurious lifestyle. Um, I am currently wearing in a robe that I purchased from Nordstrom for $98. Let me just say this is the best robe I've ever worn in my entire life. It's so soft and quite honestly, I think it was worth it as an investment because who knows when we're going outside again. <laughs> I mean, I go to work, but like, the, you know, the lockdown means in LA that like you can't really go anywhere. You know, everything's closed. So I think I deserve this bathrobe for a hundred dollars. You know, it's really nice. Um, I just live in this robe. Um, oh gosh. You know, the pandemic has been interesting because I think it's really like shown people what matters and what's valuable to them. And I feel like for me, it kind of like thankfully showed me how much I hate stand-up comedy. <laughs> I hate it. I hate stand-up comedy. Um, But I was like hating it before the pandemic because it's just so like... I mean, it's, it's not a meritocracy. So the people who are the most successful in stand up are not necessarily the best at it or even good people. I would say like a lot of bad people are successful in stand up. And it's kind of given me a lot of perspective on what I want to do moving forward. You know, like 
I'm thinking about just like getting out there and becoming a character comedian, you know, like who doesn't, who doesn't like characters? You know, I have a lot of wigs. I've been ordering a lot of wigs. Um, I, I do a character called your nosy neighbor. I mean, already you're just, you're intrigued by that. Um, and then I also have Colorado mom who is going to be based on the suburban moms of my hometown of Colorado Springs who are super conservative and very like, I mean, you know, back in the day they were really into like Bob Dole, like they voted for, (laughs) they all voted for Bob Dole in 1996. Can you believe he, he ran for president? Bob Dole? I mean, ugh, like he lost badly, but, um... Who, like, really wanted to vote for Bob Dole? Like, that's insane. Um, <laughs> so, like, it's based on, you know, these, like, conservative rich women who, like, they lunch at the Country Club of Colorado and, you know, they play golf sometimes and, you know, some of them have nannies and their husbands, like, some of them work uh, for the military because there's multiple military bases in Colorado Springs. And, you know, it's just fun shit. It's just like, um, oh, so one of the scenarios that I think I'm going to skewer uh, is, um, the fact that my alma mater, my high school that I went to, um, Cheyenne Mountain High School, they're, they've been having like an ongoing issue with, um, the mascot. So the mascot is the Indian. Uh, <laughs> And it has been for a very long time and people are trying to get it to change because, you know, the whole idea that a person is a mascot is just completely outdated. And, you know, the Washington Redskins are changing their mascot, Um, except I think they were like kind of like going hard on the Redskins thing, like until the last day. So, <laughs> um, like, what is their name now? I'm going to look it up. This is not real, right? Washington football team? Oh my god. It's just called the Washington football team. And they have no mascot? That is so fucking weird. I, I'm so behind on the NFL this year. I did watch Sunday Night Football, but yeah, my team played the Broncos. I, I want to get a new team though. Like I, I guess I should just like go all in and like be a Chargers fan, but I don't know. I mean, the Broncos lost <laughs> like to the Chiefs, which is one of their biggest rivals, but the Chiefs won the Super Bowl this year, didn't they? Anyway, um, yeah, so Colorado mom is going to be in favor of not changing the mascot because she thinks it's like, you know, tradition and honoring Native Americans. Like she thinks it's honoring Native Americans. She's going to go to the, the school board. And she's going to be like, sir, um, by calling ourselves Indians, we are showing Indian pride, you know, and she's a white woman with like <laughs> one of those like fluttered, you know, haircuts. I don't know how to describe it. You know how it's like short and it's fluttered. And it's what moms get. That's what she has. So that's a fun character. Didn't describe it as well as I could. But, you know, it's late at night. And I don't I don't feel like, you know, getting too crazy here. 
Um, 90 Day Fiance is back. I mean, folks, listen, 90 Day Fiance, the most important television show ever created. What else can you say? I mean, the people who, who created it, the people who run it, probably bad people because, man, like some of the scenarios on the show, like, <laughs> you know, that, you know, well, a lot of them have to be staged, obviously. Um, cause it's reality TV and I can just imagine somebody be like, no, reality TV is 100% real. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's not. They have writers. I would love to write for 90 day fiance. Like I, I see so much potential with it, but, um, so the premiere of season eight, of regular 90 day fiance happened, uh, this past Sunday. And yes, I'm watching. And so far, my favorite couple is Brandon and Julia. <laughs> and Brandon is like, he's 27, but he looks like he's 15, basically. Like he just has this like really kind of a creepy baby face. Like he looks like a porcelain doll almost. And Julia is his fiance from the Ukraine who uh works as a go-go dancer and it's funny a couple times in the episode he's like yeah julia you know she's currently out of work and it's like yeah because you know nightclubs are closed but he because you know, of the virus and but he never says that um and like so brandon lives with his parents and his parents run like a dog kennel and his mom is obsessed with the fact that Julia isn't on birth control. And it's just so weird because like these are adults. And first of all, like, why would you tell your parents you're fucking raw? Like, are you serious? Like, I would never like talk to my mom if my mom was like, hey, do, do you and your boyfriend fuck raw? I'd be like, what the, I would have her committed. The fuck? <laughs> I'd be like, what has gotten into you? You know, I mean, 33 isn't that much older than 27. So I could totally like relate to that. But um, yeah, so Brandon's mom is, you know, she's upset that Julia isn't on birth control. So she literally calls a gynecologist office and is like, ah, uh, yeah, so can she come in for a consultation about birth control? And like the phone call looked like super awkward. And I think she faked it because there's no way that uh, a doctor's office would take a call from an adult regarding another adult's health care. It, it like doesn't make any sense. But, you know, she's like basically gunning to get Julia like on the pill, even though she doesn't want to be on the pill. You know, relatable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, totally relatable. I like if <laughs> if I got pregnant now, I would just keep it because I'm too old for that shit. Like I there, I, I feel like I just can't get an A word at 33 years old. You know, I made it this far. I have a decent life, you know, like I, I was able to afford a $98 robe. I, I'm, I would keep the child if I got pregnant. So there's that. Um, Brandon and Julia, a horrible couple. Um, Rebecca and Zayed are back. That's the, <laughs> that, I mean, one of the 90 day fiance tropes is the older American woman who is divorced and already has kids. And she's dating a young Middle Eastern man. This has happened multiple times. 
Um, there has been, uh, what's that other couple? Uh, Aladdin and, uh, some gross woman. That couple where, um, <laughs> the woman, she was like, she had to like teach Aladdin how to eat pussy. But what I think really happened is that he pretended to not know what eating pussy was when she like asked him to do it. And he, and he was like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. So he could try to avoid doing it, which is honestly really clever because honestly, like who doesn't know oral sex? I mean, like you don't need to speak the same language to do anything with anyone. I know that because I, I've hooked up with a guy who didn't speak any English and he knew everything. He knew what to do. You don't like love. No, I have that backwards. Sex is the language of love slash lust. You know, I wasn't in love with a guy, but you know, there was lust involved. And I liked that. Frankly, I liked, I liked a guy who couldn't speak to me um afterward i was like get out <laughs> i just like pointed at the door i was like bye 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 yeah see when travel when international travel is backing up again i'm only going to hope and pray that i will maybe at least one more time in my life have sex with somebody who doesn't speak any english <laughs> I sound so, I sound like a man who, who would love that. Like, yeah, man, she doesn't even speak English. Can't say no. She can't say no. It's so fucked up. Anyway, I'm kind of tired. It's been half an hour. You know, I think that's sufficient. You know, I haven't, uh, posted a pod since the end of Sober October, Alt Comedy Sober October. Thank you for everyone who listened and supported alt comedy sober october i believe i'm also going to do like dry january i haven't even really been drinking at all much like i had wine like a couple days ago but no big deal you know i'm not like wasted like i used to be you know during most of the pandemic just like (sighs) fucking trashed like every day of the week but um yeah, I mean, things are going well. I hope you're well. I'm in good health. I hope you stay in good health. Wear your mask. Social distance. Wash your hands. You know the drill. We've all been doing it. Stay safe. Okay. Um. Oh, this Friday I'm going to be doing uh, a performance on the Unpops uh, comedy show. It's on Zoom. If you go to my Instagram. I'm tagged in the show. I have it. I put it in my stories the other day. So I'm all put it in my stories again. And I also retweeted it. So um, the tickets I think are available through Eventbrite. They're $10. Support uh, Zoom comedy. You know, maybe I'll do some crowd work when I'm on there. I think I'm going to do a character, but we'll see. Um, so get on there. I'll fuck around with you doing some crowd work. And it'll be really fun. So that's this upcoming Friday, December 11th at 6 o'clock p.m. Uh, yeah, so I guess that's it. Um, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Heather. I'm also now on TikTok at UnrulyMaruly. Okay, have a good, uh, have a good winter and Merry Christmas.
sky.